Hey there. Welcome to the in-between. We're actually uh, probably releasing this earlier in the week than, than you might be used to, so hopefully you can start to uh, look for these maybe on Wednesday mornings um, going forward, uh, just, just so you have more time to actually hear it before we uh, actually have the next sermon. So it, you may actually listen to it in between the two Sundays that it's, that it's supposed to be. <laughs> the novel concept. It's yeah. crazy. We're not only recording it earlier, um, as far as in, earlier in the week, we're also recording it earlier in the day. That's thing true. In the day. So our uh, coffee, no, no, grizzly, <laughs> morning voices. We'll we had that very that stereotypical male, like three men sitting around a table, not talking for like oh, 20 yeah. minutes all in here, just like. Uh, don't, don't talk to me. <laughs> Got to um, finish my coffee. Hold on. <clears throat> not done. But first, coffee. <laughs> um, no, we, uh, but we, the, the concept or the, the, the idea being, we're just, we're just going to keep refining this. We're going to keep figuring out better ways to do it, how to do it better. Um, and, and, and that, that I think is pretty typical of our church. I'm really grateful for that. Mm-hmm. But it's, there's, we're, we're just, we're going to keep trying to figure out the better way to do it. So. Uh, on that note, we're hoping <clears throat> if I said when we sat down, since John Keeling is preaching this Sunday, yeah, if any one of us was even slightly smarter, we would have uh, made sure John Keeling was here for this. So it's not his fault that he's not; it's ours. Yeah. So we're hoping by some miracle that, I mean, literally right before we started, I sent him a text and said, "If you happen to get this next twenty minutes, call." You got time for a phone call, man? <laughs> I got some questions for you <laughs> on air. <laughs> so we've we've just just blown that one. Well, last week um, we got to finish chapter three, um, and it was uh, it was kind of fun because I was like I was anticipating the end of chapter three because mm-hmm. we uh, took a couple weeks off. took a cu- couple weeks off. So mm-hmm. like you're 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 like on that. Um, we were we we Chris, you purposefully ended it on the um, the point of uh, not not knowing. You know, if we if we hadn't ever read right. this before, we wouldn't know what was going to happen to these uh, three Hebrew men. Um, but, uh, then actually getting to finish out the story and seeing what, what God had done. Um, but you, you actually ended it with a pretty intriguing, um, uh, thought of what, where was Daniel inside of, I mean, the book, the book is called Daniel, right? Daniel's writing it. Why doesn't Daniel tell us where he is? And, you know, there's all kinds of options for that. You named a few, but then I think my dad came up to you afterward. What did he say? He's, it's, um, I will tell, also tell you, I had a number of people come up and say, that's actually what I wanted to, that's what I was wondering too, but I didn't shout it out. So for all of you who are listening, <laughs> when the guy on stage says, you're, you know, gets asked for feedback, it would, it was like, well, why did you say something? I was scared I was going to be wrong. I was like, go, go for it. It would, you would have, it'd have been awesome, but it wasn't. So and anyway, even if okay. you're wrong, we'll, <laughs> yeah, exactly. we'll make it work. We're that's not going to point too. and laugh at you. Yeah. I mean, there's some people we might point and laugh at. But. True. Um, Most okay, of them are so, on staff, though. Uh, your dad's was, he thinks Daniel was praying, mm-hmm. which would f- kind of fall under the heading of it didn't apply to Daniel, mm-hmm. like which was one yeah. of the options is like, yeah, we we could probably know where Daniel was. He was back in his room praying when he's supposed to be out here, and we're just gonna we're just gonna kind of wink and nod at that, like, hey, where's Dan? Shh, don't 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 ask, don't don't ask, ask where, where, where Daniel is. is. We don't want to mess. We with all Daniel. know where Daniel is, right? Exactly. And so, I think that is I. I would absolutely say we have every, we would have every reason to believe that he since he wasn't there and wasn't bowing if that's what we believe then what he what was he doing well I would say praying for his friends is a, probably a 
a, yeah, pr- a pretty, pretty good, fair. pretty good guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We know he did that. So, Paul, you had another one that you yeah. thought was interesting. Yeah, and again, and these are all just kind of fun. And it's like if the text doesn't rule it out, and if it allows you to connect with right. it a little bit more, um, it it just kind of gets to be a fun part of the story. Um, I kind of look at the list uh, in three three um, with the satraps, the highest political office, the prefects or the princes, these middle military chiefs, these governors, you know, you have this high call list of all these representatives. And that largely is what it is. Cause I do think like what the, what at least these three Hebrew children represented is they, they represented um, not just their own Jewish belief, but in a sense, all Jewish belief, all yep. Judaism at the time. And so um, that they were sent as representatives. And I always thought it would be uh, fitting if it was, if it was like, well, we got to send these satraps in. Well, Daniel's higher than that. He's, these are the more important, the most important guys got to stay back and got to take care of whatever uh, business that they have in hand. So what they do is they appoint some representatives to go and represent them mm-hmm. and their region. And so I see Daniel saying, oh, I got to send some, a representative to who could I trust with this? Oh, I know the perfect three guys who right. represent me well in this concept, which is of course not bowing down. And I see that kind of like the call together of like, Hey, I need to send you three over there and, and you guys know what to do. Right. Oh, okay. Good. We're, yeah, we're, we're good. on the we're same good. page. Yeah. 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 And then maybe you stay behind and pray for him. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Chris. Yeah. If, if you're ever in a situation where you know you're going to get burned alive, <laughs> send Paul. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's a, that'll be a, that's a good delegation technique That's right. right there. Send in the B team. That's right. That's Ooh, good, good, uh. good delegation. Uh, one, somebody's got to get burned alive today. I choose you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, um, maybe not like that. Maybe not exactly. Um, okay, so while we're talking about the suppositions and, and playing around with it, I had said, I had thrown out the question, although we didn't spend that much time there, what if they had bowed? Mm, right. And, I mean, I don't. I mean, we would never know it because it probably wouldn't have made the unless it did make the story because they bowed. Yeah, which is I what know. I, it's certainly what I think would have happened if Daniel had bowed. Yeah, um, and so maybe we would have heard about it. Maybe we wouldn't have heard about it. But um, maybe we would have had this confrontation between Daniel and them if they bowed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. Daniel's the one who comes storming doing? out. Yeah, what are you doing on your knees? Um, so, and but we talked about and we've talked about this before, even with deep theological issues when you're like. You don't want to. You don't want to just walk away from a hard question, right? Because I, I know the one we I wrestled with before was, could could Jesus have sinned? Like, could he have given into the temptation of Satan? Could he have? Because Satan sure seemed to think he had a shot, and mm-hmm. well, he didn't. That's in the end, he didn't, and that's what theologically is most valuable to us. But I, sometimes I think when we go, well, I mean, and we move on fast, and going, wow, he didn't his whole life. Yeah, mm-hmm. he didn't. I mean, that's. And he faced the temptations, and he did. Like, t- could he have? I almost don't want us camp there. Versus, he didn't, and he chose not to. And I think that's a uh, that's a good. Uh, this is a similar question. What if they had? Well, he didn't. And so we get this awesome account of God's fingerprint, God showing off His power to the gods of Nebuchadnezzar and to Nebuchadnezzar. Bringing in the uh, uh, thought of Jesus, um, not like choosing over and over and over again not to mm-hmm. not to um reminds me of the i think it's a c.s lewis um in mere christianity i think he talks about how um you know we we think that we know what temptation is but we we've never actually been tempted as far as someone who has not right um chosen it uh, right 
And, and so you look at like the, we all look at the, this faithfulness of being able to like, holy cow, they, they were faced with being thrown at, like they were thrown into a fire. Right. That was killing the people that threw them into like, this is insane to not waver at all in that moment. Well, it's, it's not, it's not just that it's that they they did what it was ne- what was necessary leading up to that to have that right moment and that's absolutely yeah if they'd have given if they'd have compromised yeah earlier and more cheaply yeah you, that's that is maybe I do. with maybe with eating some food yeah exactly we have a story about that so so here's an interesting one the opposite and I, I think Paul you asked this this morning as we were getting ready mm-hmm. what if they had not bowed been thrown in the furnace yep. and died. Mm. Yeah. So what if what if they because they predicted that as a yeah. possible ending to this. Sure. They said our God can save us and He will deliver us. Seems to be a very clear distinction right. between those two. Yep. He can save us. He will deliver us. But if He doesn't rescue us right no. now, we're still not going to bow. Yeah. Clearly, they thought there was a very real possibility they burned. So what happens in this story, and what do we do with it if? If they say we're not going to bow, we could burn. He throws them in the furnace, and they burn. Yeah. So what, what do you think? Because there is there is like this level. I I imagine you know we talked about the the shock of Nebuchadnezzar seeing these three plus one you right. know in there. Um, I feel like there's there's got to be some shock amongst the three of like, oh wow, we, we, hey, wait, we're, we're still not <laughs> Oh, okay, cool. And he, he did it. And yes. who are you? Yeah. And then <laughs> exactly. now, can you tell us more uh, about this? Yeah, angel. Who's it is in interesting here. though that um, any time, any other time that an angel appears, you usually see people cowering and afraid and stuff like that. That doesn't. We don't have a record of that inside of this. Mm, are they an just like? Thing. I can't tell who that is. Like we all look like we're on fire right now. So, or they're like, well, we're alive, and clearly, of course, here we go. Yeah, we're right. Gonna, this is this is a divine interaction. Here. I think I would have been like, am I dead? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> And by the way, there's fire everywhere. So, uh oh, <laughs> like, am I dead? And am I in fire? That would that mm, that's a bad shoot. combination. Um, I think so. We were talking about it, and just as we started to get onto the mics, I I, I thought of an example: the prophets. Yeah. We're trying to think of people who were faithful, yeah, but who then yeah like, cost their life, cost them their life. And so I was just as we were doing, I was typing. Isaiah was cut in two. Jeremiah was killed with rocks. Ezekiel was martyred. Micah was martyred. Amos was tortured and killed. Like the whole prophecy mm-hmm. gig was not one that it being faithful. I mean, Jesus refers to that. Like, that's right. You, yeah. And we they, we they talked about me and you killed them. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I always feel like that's always, you know, we've joked about the, you know, modern day prophets when <laughs> they know, right. come in and like somebody claims to be a modern day prophet and I have a word from the Lord. And I'm like, have you looked up the other prophets first yeah, exactly like, this hasn't gone too well most of them acted really crazy and yeah, how do you want us to life. kill you yeah <laughs> yeah exactly so you either deliver the truth in which case people kill you or you deliver false prophecy in which case righteous people kill you yeah so i gotta believe though for the for somebody like jeremiah though that he was he was just so grateful that it was finally over because yeah. all of his prophecies were just terrible like or ezekiel yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, finally, I don't have to lay on my side for years at oh a time. Oh, my goodness. No, now the other side. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been awful. But but I think I think one of the lessons, and again, we talked about this a few weeks ago on the podcast, one of the lessons is that 
there there actually is a price to be paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You may not have to pay it. That's the but you have to be willing to pay it. Yeah. And that's a that's a big deal when the when the apostles when the first century Christians were converting. Mm-hmm. I mean they they might not be martyred, but they knew they might be. And that's you, it's not like you know when you sign on. So a certain percentage of people who get this are going to die. Kind of like, kind of like the coronavirus thing. Like, mm. it's a tiny percentage. With wah, the profits, it's wah, like seventy percent mm-hmm. of them. I actually think I have a sound effect for that. I'm not going to try. <laughs> You're going to get at the applause. button. Yeah, <laughs> accidentally <laughs> I hit the applause terrible. button. So yeah, because it's like you know we've talked about this with young men teaching young men about Stephen, um, and obviously the first mm. kind of Christian martyr, right? And and that idea of you know here he is presented with the opportunity to turn it back around, and then what does he do? He basically outlines it where they have no choice but to mm-hmm. yeah. either recognize the truth that he is speaking or take the truth from him by killing right, him. Right. And it's like this this moment, you know, clearly mm. was somewhat premeditated. Like Stephen knew where he was going, he knew what he was doing, he knew what he was getting into. It wasn't like this all just kind of unraveled. So it's like what you're saying. He chose prior to the moment. I'm willing to pay this price. Right. And then that moment came along mm-hmm. and yep. he, he paid it because he had already previously applied that filter to his life that I'm going to pay this when, if, if it's asked of me yeah. and then it was, and then he did. That's an, in, I mean, I know people, we get, I don't know, mocked or berated or whatever in the American church day for being lazy or you know, lazy, fat, Christians who aren't willing to pay for anything. And I, I, I don't mm. know that that's true. We have not been asked to pay some of these prices. And I suspect that and we would represent just like all Christians, that some would and some wouldn't. Yeah, but we have some heroes that have. That's man, true, too. That, I mean, you, you talk about like Jim Elliott. Right. Like, holy cow. I mean, he's an incredible hero of the faith, and we know his story. I'm not sure we would know his story as well if he hadn't. Well, we I mean, they're tens of thousands of yeah. missionaries in in pretty awful places or at least very difficult places all the time now. Yeah. And and it is hard. It's hard to imagine paying those prices. And we think about like the Campbells, Dan and Monica Campbell. Mm-hmm. Dan grew up in a missionary home. And just the normal life he led when he talks about, you know, making sure you couldn't put your hand on the center pole in the middle of the night of the tent because – the tarantulas like to crawl on this up and down the center pole of the tent. Like mm-hmm. that's the kind of thing that a lot of people would go like, Nope, can't, I'm not paying that price. Where is Besa? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, Lance. Yeah. Lance was his family when they were, he, he was, In the Lance Philippines. took his family to the Philippines for a while. I, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, I think that, uh, and this is something that I think we struggle with every every week um, when we're when we're talking about uh, the worship service and we're talking about everything like that. That we we have to, and this goes again back to the beginning of what we were talking about. The we 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 have to see everything that we're doing. We have to start to see if we haven't already see everything that we're doing as worship, everything that we're doing as laying down yes. our preferences and our lives toward. Um, following Jesus. And, and I think that in that sense, we are, we are all trying to make, you know, some of those first steps of like, no, I, I really, I don't want to eat the food that is being offered to me. That isn't what I've 
uh, been commanded to eat. Like I, I want to, I want to start with the, the little things. I don't, I, don't, I actually don't remember any um, stories that that start with somebody being asked a big thing. Like nobody's, nobody. Their first decision to follow Jesus is to lay down their lives. Right. Right. You can you think of anybody? Yeah, I don't know if I can think of anybody right now. I did think of earlier though when Chris was talking about this. Uh, Warren Wearsby, I had in some notes as a quote, um, and and Warren Wearsby oftentimes makes things sound clever and really simple, and then obviously if you take his language and drive into it too much, some things fall apart. But out of curiosity, uh, this one that he says in this chapter about Daniel, he says the devil tempts us to destroy our faith, but God tests us to develop our faith. Because a faith that can't be tested can't be trusted. <laughs> and again, it's clever. Not bad. And it's like, yeah, but having that same thought, what what is it about a faith that can't be tested is a faith that can't be trusted? Well, I think about the 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 analogy that we always use for, you know, faithing something. Right. Putting your faith in something is the chair, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if you, I mean, it's just, it's that simple. Every time you sit in a chair you're testing the chair mm-hmm. you know and if you're not able to test the chair then you're never going to be actually faithing the chair i'm using the faithing word because mm-hmm. i want to make sure we're thinking about that correctly the yeah i mean there there isn't there is a i understand the bumper sticker aspect of that yeah not sure it's always going to work out that way, but yeah. Well, and we, we, Jill and I have, you know, several friends that we always, you know, jokingly say like, Oh, they, they clearly love Jesus in a different way than we do because they live some crazy lives, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> you know? And, 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 and again, and we're saying it probably more in jest and in probably conviction uh, or trying to stive right. off conviction of our own lives um, because <laughs> exactly. it's like, Oh, ours makes relative sense. Theirs really doesn't make sense. Mm. Um, but for so many of them, especially with with kids, as they're growing, you know, up in these families, as our friends have kids, um, and they're seeing that they're seeing a faith lived out mm. in a trying way, in an abnormal way, right in on. a um, you know way that that doesn't just kind of you know play ball easily, kind of in with the culture and in with all these things. And it's like they're how much more of those children than you know are going to get to the the college experience yes. or the first time that they're presented with the, you know, the conflict of, you know, somebody is challenging my faith and for them, faith will last because they've seen it, they've seen it tested versus again, how many, you know, we talked about this on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, the idea of, you know, how many, um, in, in these younger generations now are growing up in the church, you know, leaving the church and going off to college and walking away from faith, right? Because it's never, it's never been a, faith that could be tested or faith that yeah. could be in essence trusted because it's never been put through that. Yep. I could, uh, absolutely. And I think, and that's true behind the scenes too. So if you, you know, if you, a missionary couple, so to speak, uh, you know, to paraphrase Paul, but have not love and your kids see that they're mm. probably going to walk away. Yeah. yeah. Other people in the world may go, Oh wow, look, they did this or look, they're a pastor or look, they're on church staff. Or, yeah, look, that's exactly what professor. I thought of was, was, pastor's kids and <laughs> yeah. church staff kids. Cause that is a story 
that I knew when I was getting to swimming. Mean, Chris, you and I talked about it when you invited me to come work for the church. Yep. And we talked about that just open-handed, that one of almost our biggest, not exaggerating, one of the higher concerns, I should say, yep. not biggest yeah, yeah. fears, but higher concerns is, oh, so will my kids become inoculated by this? Yep. Or will they walk away because they'll see you know, daddy up on stage saying these things, but then a daddy at home that says these things. And yeah, just the idea of, um, because the stereotype is a stereotype for right a reason. For a reason. Yep, yeah, they learn to hate a the lot, church. A lot of kids hate the church because of the things that they see with their, you know, moms or dads working there. Yep. I actually posted something about that the, the other day that, that Mark being here, coming to want to do the summer internship here, mm. I think speaks to who this church is. Yeah. And hopefully speaks to who Ginger and I are in our family and in our marriage. That yeah. <clears throat> this isn't this isn't just a job. This isn't just a whatever. And this isn't a church that he feels like has failed to appreciate or has abused or in any way his family. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't. John care. Keeling. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, we got just a second. Is he there? Hey, brother. Hey, man, I'm sorry I've been in PT for the last hour and a half, or I'd have called you a little sooner. No, no big deal. Perfect. You, We are actually on air right now. You just called oh. in. You are our first <laughs> You're our first call, call in. in. You're our first call in. Can you hear everybody? <laughs> yes, actually, I can. That's fantastic. Hey, give us like a, 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 um, a, like a teaser. Pre- yeah, teaser. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Give us like a teaser of what you're going to talk about. On Sunday. Teaser for what I'm going to talk about. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, oftentimes, as good moderns, we uh, when we look at the Bible, uh, sometimes we we look at pieces of it in isolation, and and, and that's that's good. Uh, sometimes we look at it uh, as a how-to manual, uh, and in some ways it is, um, but it is much more than that. Uh, it is a it is an epic grand narrative that begins in Genesis and, um, and, and, and culminates in Revelation. And Daniel is a beautiful example of how this is all part of one massive, amazing narrative with themes that started in Genesis that mm. we'll see again in Revelation. That's that impressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do we? Do I need to cut some songs? <laughs> well, no. I mean, so basically, the, the the whole idea is just that there are there are some themes that a Jewish reader and, and a Christian is going to see um, if they're willing to take a, a step back for a minute, because like chapter four, um, you know, it's, it's the tree story. Um, Nebuchadnezzar basically um, dreams that he's a tree. Um, but that the tree gets cut down because of his own pride. Um, and that is the idea of a life-giving tree uh, that's for the nations is uh, a theme that begins in Genesis chapter 1. Um, the theme of a person being put to a test and failing is also a theme from chapter 1. Um, and that's kind of the, the – and, and there is eventually going to be access to a tree of life that we're going to see – on the last page of the Bible in Revelation, um, but but there's all sorts of other places where this tree shows up, um, and uh, but but Daniel is is just chock full of those little they're kind of like Easter eggs, 
for a fan of a Marvel movie who it, says, oh, yeah. did you see that in the background? That's so cool because <laughs> that, that's this. It's, it's the same kind of thing, and it's just kind of the whole point I want to make is this, uh, that, that God isn't just telling you how to live. He's romancing you with a beautiful story that is beyond anything you could imagine, and that's really what the Bible is, is about, and, and this is what part of the stories are about. So I was trying not to drill too down, too deep down into that particular story because I know you guys are going to do that, um, and was just trying to pull back and do a kind of a forty thousand foot view, if that makes sense. That's fantastic. That's going to be so fun. Um, so, so that was kind of so like those those songs that I sent. The whole point of that was, hey, I was trying to find something that people were familiar with. Don't give it away. And it's like if, if <laughs> spoilers, if, spoilers. <laughs> Well, like that, it's like those things are um, immediately recognizable. And so for any unfortunate parent who's had to sit through Frozen 2, you knew um, <laughs> from beginning to end of that film, when you heard that, you heard those four notes, it's like, ah, here it comes again. You know, that kind of thing. But um, <laughs> I, I know exactly what example. they just turned on the TV. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the idea with those, those Star Wars clips is that, you know, um, soundtrack writers do that because they'll give characters themes. And when you hear the theme music, you know, oh, yeah. here comes that character. Yeah, again. good, good and soundtrack. Yes, good soundtracks. Good soundtracks um, have that theme. And so, you know, the, the, the one that I thought was especially well done was that video clip of, uh, of Luke raising the X-Wing. And when he does it, it's not Luke's theme that's being played. It's actually Yoda's theme. Yeah, it's the first theme. That's yeah, that's what Yoda did when he did it for Luke, and we're seeing the same thing again. Yeah, and it's just kind of that, you're that doing, idea that you're doing a teaser yeah. like the like the trailers do teasers. It, yeah, it, you're, you're, you're giving way too much away. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm giving too much away. Sorry, sorry. That's okay. We forgive you. Not that many people listen to the podcast anyway, so it's it's, a, it's probably safe. Oh, so this is actually the podcast you guys are doing on it. Yeah, right now. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're you, being you are recorded. literally being recorded. You will be released on the podcast from this phone call. Okay. Right. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Oh, too funny. So awesome. That's cool. Yep. We oh, were talking even about the idea of the lessons, the idea that one of the repeating things in in Daniel is the fact that that Nebuchadnezzar has to learn this same lesson it's multiple like, times. It's almost like he's not cured of being proud ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, hey, I'm going to give you this lesson. Uh, oh, wait, you, you, you didn't get that. Okay. No. Um, tell you what, let's do it again. And, oh, you, you, you're going to throw, you're going to destroy houses. Wait, you just said yep. <laughs> you're going to follow the God of God. No, 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 no. Stop. <laughs> so, but again, so, which is a good biblical, another one of those good biblical themes that we'll come back to for sure is that you're going to, there are going to be lessons we have to learn and God has to reteach these lessons over and over to yeah. his people. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's nice that it's not the Jewish people who have to yeah, learn, yeah. learn the lesson over in this story. Exactly. Like, yep. You know, it's, it's funny. Um, I was reading um, uh, a piece by Roger this week and um, they were talking about. Um, people that had had supernatural experiences, and uh, he told a very interesting story about his dad and just some really kind of weird things that happened when his grandfather died. And um, 
I won't go into all the details of the story. It's pretty fascinating. But he said that at the end of the day, he basically came to the conclusion, and the family did, that he needed to forgive his grandfather for some pretty awful things his grandfather had done. Mm. And it was very much a a a liber a liberating thing. And it was very it was a very miraculous moment. Mm. Um, and he said there were miraculous things that happened that everybody in the family saw. He said, but you know what? Within a couple of years. It's like that didn't happen, mm. and Dad was right back where he was in his inability to forgive his grandfather. Mm. And he and and the point he was, and I thought it fit actually rather nicely with Nebuchadnezzar. It's like, mm-hmm. don't think for a minute that miracles are going to be enough for us to believe, um, yeah. because we our our memories are way too short, even when we experience supernatural things. And I'm like, wow, that's that's pretty much Nebuchadnezzar. So that's well, pretty much so, all yeah. Us. Yep. Oh, oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that was one of my first takeaways when in, um, being a, a younger teenager and reading through the Old Testament for the first time and being like, how do these people not get it? How do they see this right. and then forget it? And then, again, whatever moment it was in my own, you know, sin life that was a, on repeat at the time that I was like, oh, oh, oh okay. Oh, we're, yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> I, I'm kind of like this. Like, I understand I, I, that now. Yeah, I now relate much more to these people than I wanted to pretend that I was above that. That's right. Before we've lived Absolutely. lived much life, it's a lot easier to to be arrogant about that whole thing, right? Absolutely. Anyway, for sure, John. For thanks sure. for uh, thanks for joining us. This is uh, so fun that we we got to actually, you know, use this feature and and be able to <laughs> to to call you in to this, even though we forgot. I am so sorry we did not. Uh, actually get you no on. that's okay that's that that is super cool i i appreciate the invitation and uh um i i love talking about this stuff i would love to sit down and, and talk with you guys more about daniel uh there's just so much i'm really looking forward to you guys going into uh the next couple of chapters with uh the son of man and all the other craziness that, that mm-hmm. happens in those visions that uh, are coming up next it's just man it's rich it's it's super cool so let's true. definitely do that. That's, that sounds that's, great. That sounds like a great idea. Yep. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Um, we are looking forward to hearing from John this Sunday and uh, and his overview with the with all the themes. Um, that's that's going to be so uh, so good. Um, but well, I guess we'll see you on Sunday, um, and then uh, if we don't, we'll see you next week. All right. Bye.